Welcome back, Seekers of Strength, to another empowering episode of Gathering Strength, the podcast that empowers you to take a closer look at the world around you and discover how you can make a positive impact. I'm your host, Ruby Rube, and today we're going to embark on a thought-provoking journey through the history and into the heart of our modern lives. Have you ever wondered about the age-old concept of bread and circuses? Translated from Latin, it is pronounced panium et circenses. How does it relate to ancient Rome and more intriguingly to the choices we make today? What if I told you that our fascination with modern day spectacles, be it sports or entertainment, might have profound implications for our individual growth and the well-being of our communities. In this episode, we're going to explore the fascinating origins of Panem et Circenses, aka Bread and Circuses, the narrative and draw parallels to the contemporary world. We're going to dive into the concept's significance as well as the wisdom found in biblical scripture and the words of iconic figures like Gandhi, Albert Einstein, and Victor Hugo. I'm going to pose some critical questions for you. How can we strike a balance between enjoying the thrills of modern entertainment and allocating our time more wisely for self-improvement and community benefit? What could happen if we imagine a society where we actively participate in making our world a better place? Join me as we unravel this timeless narrative and consider the power each of us holds to reshape our own story and the world we inhabit. It's a thought-provoking exploration that could be the spark you need to gather your strength and make a meaningful difference. So without further ado, Let's embark on this intriguing journey of self-discovery and societal transformation. Welcome to Gathering Strength. But let's not get any deeper into this podcast episode without blessing it with a quote from the GOAT. Warren Buffett, he said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you gonna learn today. You already know I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing and dominating in the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding World Championship. That's right. I want you to look jacked. I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Why? Because life is heavy and we're not always going to have a spot. Luckily for you, I got you back. Now that we're all warmed up, loose, and limber, let's get into the heavy lift. Today, in this podcast episode, I'm going to dive into a concept that has its roots in ancient Rome, but resonates us even all the way up until this 21st century. It's a concept that, despite the passage of time, continues to shape our lives, our priorities, and the way we engage with the world. That concept is, quote, the bread and circus narrative, end quote, a.k.a. in Latin, panem et circensis. That translates into bread and circus. To begin, now that the table is set, 
let's travel back into the days of the Roman Empire. The phrase, bread and circuses, it originates from a time when the mighty Roman civilization was at its zenith. It was a period of grandeur, of breathtaking achievements in architecture and engineering, but it was also a time when the seeds of societal complacency were sown. Now the term bread and circuses, or in Latin, Panem et Circenses, it was first coined by Juvenal, a Roman poet who lived around the 1st to 2nd century AD. Now Juvenal's words were not just poetry, they were a piercing commentary on the state of his society. He observed that the Roman government had adopted a cunning strategy to keep the masses distracted and content. They provided them with the essentials, bread, and entertained them with elaborate spectacles, circuses. Now, in doing so, the government hoped to quell dissent and prevent the public from scrutinizing deeper issues like political corruption and moral decay. It was a strategy to maintain control by keeping the masses focused on immediate gratification rather than the broader challenges of the empire. And now let's draw a parallel to the present day. While we no longer witness gladiatorial games or receive rations of bread, we do witness a plethora of contemporary circuses. Quote circuses. And these serve a similar purpose. Now I'm talking about the world of sports and entertainment. Consider the average duration of a baseball game, around three hours, or a football game, which similarly lasts about three hours. The NBA basketball game, it's a bit shorter, two to two and a half hours. Now these are not mere pastimes. They are industries, juggernauts that occupy an enormous slice of our attention and leisurely time. If you were to follow an entire season of a particular sport, the hours spent in front of the screen add up significantly. For instance, an entire season of Major League Baseball with 162 games at three hours per game, well, that amounts to approximately 486 hours of entertainment. You might wonder, what's the harm in indulging in such entertainment? Well, it's a question worth pondering. The harm isn't in enjoying these games, but rather in the balance we strike between entertainment and the essential pursuits of life. Are we, in a sense, perpetuating the bread and circus narrative by diverting our focus from matters of substance? Hmm. Interesting. You following along? Panium et circensis. Well, in ancient Rome, as the government distributed bread and entertained the masses, the citizens lost touch with their civic responsibilities. They became passive spectators rather than active participants in shaping their society. We must ask ourselves, are we, in our modern context, not falling into a similar trap of passive consumption? 
Are we, as spectators of these grand modern circuses, allowing ourselves to be distracted from issues that deserve our attention? Now, if you are one of the people who spend the entire time watching an entire baseball season, hey, that's 486 hours. Now, are you in debt? Are you gravely in debt? Well, you could be working off some of that debt with the job. How about overweight? Are you obese? I'm sure spending 486 hours working on yourself might reduce some of the health implications that are associated with being out of shape. What about tired? Do you never have enough energy? Are you one of those people who say, I don't have enough time? Well, what would you do with an extra 486 hours, essentially per year? What would you do with 486 hours? Now, as we ponder these questions, let's draw some wisdom from both biblical scripture and the insights of historical figures. Now, whether you're a non-believer or not, Wisdom is wisdom wherever it comes from. One of the central messages from the Bible that relates to the bread and circus narrative is the concept of stewardship. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 48, it is written, quote, To whom much is given, much will be required. End quote. Now, these words remind us that we are entrusted with many resources, including our time and attention. We are called to be responsible stewards of these gifts, not squander them on trivial distractions. Now, I always find it fascinating that people who I have encountered of all walks of life, you know, people who are well off, people who are less educated people from the streets for some reason they have a passion for sports and there they are you know with their jobs that they complain about there they are in debt there they are not living up to their fullest potential yet they are rooting for multi-million dollar athletes like for example you know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I don't know, five Super Bowls. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And you have people rooting for him and against him. There's people who are passionately wanting him to win and passionately wanting him to lose. And it's like, come on, dude. He's playing on a team that is worth billions of dollars. He himself is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, I would argue that they already won. He's winning. Win or lose in the game, he has won. And your cheers or the clacking of your tongue and the slapping of your hands and the hooting and hollering and the heckling, that has no outcome on the game whatsoever. It is a lot of time and energy that is directed towards something that has no impact on your life. Now imagine if we were to channel 
some of that time and energy we invest in watching sports and entertainment into bettering ourselves and our communities. The impact could be profound. Rather than picking a fight with a opposing fan from the opposing team and fighting them in the stands, how about we fight against our own impulses? How about we fight against being a functioning addict? Fight against being a status quo functioning alcoholic? Why don't we fight against our impulses where we frequently overspend more than we earn? I think that those are worthy battles and those fights and the battles and the energy invested into that, now that is going to make you genuinely a fan of life. You're going to be rooting for yourself. Man, I'm rooting for you right now. Now consider the hours you invest in watching games and shows. What if you dedicated a portion of that time to self-improvement, whether it's learning a new skill, reading books, or engaging in physical fitness? The benefits of personal development are far-reaching. Not only does it lead to a more fulfilling life, but it also equips you with the tools to contribute meaningfully to your community. By investing in your own growth, you become a beacon of inspiration for others. In the words of Albert Einstein, quote, Strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. End quote. This sentiment underscores the idea that true success lies in how much we can contribute to the well-being of others. Imagine a community where individuals are not just passive consumers of entertainment, but active participants in making their surroundings better. Imagine a society where people are driven not by the thrill of the game, but by a profound sense of purpose and a commitment to leaving a positive mark on the world. Of course, I'm not suggesting that we completely forsake and abstain from sports and entertainment. It has a place and it has value in our lives. I love watching Stephen Curry go absolute ham and drain three-pointers from the half-court half line. I like watching that. But what I am advocating for is a balanced approach, a more conscious allocation of our time, a thoughtful consideration of how we engage with the world around us, and essentially the true cost of ownership for being a fan. And did you know that fanatical is the actual word that is characteristic of a fan is just a abbreviated a part of the the word. If you're a fan about the 49ers or a fan about the Cowboys, essentially you are fanatical about them. And now to the hordes of men who wear other men's jerseys. That's that's uh, perplexing as well. Whenever I see a man wearing a jersey with another man's last name on it. It always reminds me of Kelly Kapowski from the hit TV show Saved by the Bell. I think that along with every single jersey that is sold, 
You should get your own pair of pom-poms and knee-high skirt. I think that that would be more fitting. Don't get me wrong. I love sports. I love everything about sports. The camaraderie, the training, the striving to be your best, the participation, the coaching, the philosophy, everything. I love the sports. I just find that it is confusing and a little bit a little bit misleading or a little bit I'm trying I'm lacking the word right now, but it is baffling the amount of time, money, energy and effort that the everyday common person invest in what not only watching but buying the gear arguing and fighting with other people I'm like man that's a lot of time and energy what if you were to put all that time and energy into yourself into your community into your family I think that that would be awesome Now, the bread and circus narrative reminds us that distractions can be seductive. They can lull us into complacency, preventing us from confronting important issues or striving for self-improvement. Now, this is not a new phenomenon, as the the ancient Roman poet observed. Now, however, it is within our power to recognize this pattern and make intentional choices. It's not a call to abandon the joy of watching a thrilling game or an entertaining show. It is a call to find equilibrium, a balance, to ensure that our consumption of entertainment is not at the expense of our personal growth and our responsibilities as citizens of a larger community. In the realm of modern psychology, we often speak of the importance of balance. Balance in one's life, between work and leisure, between individual goals and collective contributions. The bread and circus narrative, panium et circensis, it serves as a timeless reminder of the consequences of an imbalanced, tilted too far in favor of entertainment and immediate gratification. In conclusion, the bread and circus narrative born in the heart of ancient Rome continues to resonate with us today. Our modern circuses may differ from the gladiatorial games of the past, but the core principle remains. The temptation to be lulled into passivity by the allure of entertainment. As we navigate the complexities of our contemporary world, let us remember the wisdom of biblical scripture, the guidance of historical figures, and the importance of balance. Let us imagine a society where we engage with entertainment mindfully and where our time is spent not only in the enjoyment of spectacles, but on self-improvement and community building. In the words of French author Victor Hugo, quote, Even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise. End quote. This message is a reminder that change is possible and that it begins with the small, intentional shifts in our priorities. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Gathering Strength. I'm your host, Ruby Rube, reminding you to continually strive.
for what's better. Until next time, it's onward. Always onward.